We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. That means that we can accomplish extraordinary things well beyond our finite imaginations if we look to God and not ourselves or this world system. Listen closely as Pastor Rander gives us irrefutable discernments of the great things God will unleash in and through us when we trust, believe, depend, and obey Him. God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost has everything we need. Have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Number five, why can't many soar and do those things that are great in the kingdom? Because many saints exalt human reasoning, human wisdom, information, opinions, rationalization, and what the media says over divine revelation. The power is in the word of God. That's right. And some of y'all have more bad news in you from the media than good news. And that's why you're weak. The power is not in human reasoning. Power is not in your intelligence. Power is not in this information age. God could care less about your opinion. He could care less about your rationalization. He could even care less about what the media is saying. What matter is divine revelation, the authority of the word of God. The power is in the word. Satan doesn't get upset because you got the media in you. And because you have dancing with the stars in you. And you cause you got Judge Judy in you. Huh? He doesn't cause you got Oprah in you. And all these reality shows in you, or westerns, or whatever you happen to look at. That's right. I don't want to start calling movies because my movies are too old. <laughs> what, what causes devils to tremble is the authoritative word of Almighty God. Your opinion has no authority. I don't come up here and tell you what, you know what I think? No, it's not. God doesn't care what Draper thinks. That's why I've never stood up here. I've been preaching since 1979, and I've never stood before God's people and told them what I think. Matter of fact, I've never got up here and told you what my opinion is, because my opinion don't mean nothing to God, and it should mean nothing to you. My opinion can't help you in time of crisis. What you need is the truth of the authority of the Word of God. Let me show you what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. See, y'all get carried away by smooth-talking, charismatic personalities who look good. They look good, smell good, talk good, but they, but they ain't good. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. 
it says, Paul is saying, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the what? Power of God. Not in the wisdom of men, the opinions of men, information of men, but in the power of God and the power is in the word. I've been approaching this pulpit for many, many decades now and I've only come up here with one book. I don't come up here with some kind of novel. I don't come up here with Huckleberry Finn or something. I don't come up here with some uh, mystical uh, Greek writing or poem or something. Only the word of Almighty God. 1 Corinthians 4.20. 1 Corinthians 4.20. The powers in the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. <laughs> not in word. Some of y'all just a bunch of talk. You like to talk. Talk all day long. Running up your cell phone, just talking. Just talk, you talking up bills, just talking, chatter, chatter, email chatter, text chatter, 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 text, text, chatter. Hi, how you doing? I'm cooking today. I just went to the refrigerator, text. I just went to the refrigerator, text. I just burnt, text. I'm turkey. I just came out the kitchen, text. I'm in my car now, text. And God is tired of that. He's out right there. That's talk. The kingdom is about power, and the power is in the word. Why can't people? Look at this verse. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Why can't we live our lives at that level? Why? Because, number six, because many saints have the power available to them, but it is dormant and not being used because of ignorance. The power is available. It's, it, the Holy Spirit is in you if you're saved. It, God is in you. You've got life, the life of God in your soul, but ignorance is keeping you at ground level. You have the Bible. It's the worst thing you can have as a person with the Bible, but still biblically illiterate. Huh? Huh? I I I illiterate. Uh, uh, so, the word, so, the, so the power is in you, but it's dormant. Uh, because of apathy, you don't care. Complacency. You're just sitting around on that power being unused like that, like that fancy car. And some of you can't soar and do those things far beyond your imagination because the truth be told, you are still spiritual babies. And babies can't do nothing but smile, giggle, cry, and use the restroom. Eat. That's about all they can do. And hands, and you got to, and all other things that they do. And some of you all, your babies. It's, it's about give me, give me, give me, give me. It's not what I can give, but what I can do. Let me give you a great scripture on that. It's found in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. Are y'all hanging with me? Look, this, this, this is the recommendation from Dr. Jesus. And if you activate the principles that I give, that I give to you this year uh, uh, from this word, you will have the best year ever. When you find Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, say amen. Look, 
For though by this time you ought to be teachers. In other words, you ought to be teachers of the word, but somebody have to constantly teach you because you're still at ground zero. You ought to be you ought to be mature enough by now to be teaching somebody else. You need someone to teach you again. Look at this. The first principles of the oracles of God. The first principles of the oracle of God. In other words, those beginning things in the faith. You got to learn what it means to be saved. You still you still don't know what it means to grow. It's like a like a football team that messes up so badly, get whipped 40 to 2, 3 or whatever. Let's say 3 field goal is all they could get. And the coach get them back in the locker room and piss for the football and say, this is a what? You know, some of y'all been in the church 30 and 40 years. And I still got to come up here and tell you, this is a Bible. This is a Bible. This is a Bible. You've been in church 20 years. Man, I got to start you over because you're living so bad. You're so loose. Or you're so off-centered and you're not Christ-centered. Let me go to the next part of this verse. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And you can tell folk that's on milk. Because when I start talking some heavy-duty preaching, some heavy-duty stuff, their faces frown up. I, I can look at you and tell just as good what you own. Your whole aura and demeanor is indicative of what you own. That's right. That's right. You choke. And I'm on verse, I'm on the tenth point. You still back on two on, on the second point because you choke. Because you needed more milk instead of meat. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of, of righteousness, for he is a babe. Are you a baby? You gotta hold a baby. Baby is selfish. Mine, mine, mine. You got some saints still like that. In the church 20 years, still hollering, mommy. Look at verse 14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That means that you have come into spiritual maturity. That is, those who by reason of use, of use, there have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know right from wrong. You, you, you know what's wicked and what's righteous. You can discern because of the word of God that lives in you. You know? Now, so, 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 so all I'm saying is that many saints don't access the power that's in them. It's dormant. And, and they're spiritually immature. They're babies. One doesn't wake up one day and suddenly become spiritually mature. You don't just wake up and become spiritually mature. You must make up your mind and make a decision to start growing today. As we continue today's message, isn't it exciting and powerful to know what we can accomplish through our Heavenly Father's plan and purpose? Isn't it reassuring to know that we don't have to, nor should we, rely on our human limits and finite mindsets? Because our omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, Heavenly Father gives us all we need to reach unimaginable heights through His limitless power. Keep listening and keep your Bible pen and paper handy. 
You have to make up your mind that, you know what, starting this day, I want to start growing. The means by which we grow are, number one, through the word of God. You grow through the word. There's no growth apart from the word because the word of God is food for the soul. You see? Uh, Number two, you grow through prayer. The stronger your prayer life, the better growth spurts you're going to experience. Number three, you grow by having a teachable spirit. Say teachable spirit. Now, a person who has a teachable spirit, they don't just shut the Bible up and go home and wait till next Sunday to hear part two. They begin to activate the principles of part one, which makes them more open to what part two is going to be about. You begin to practice what you hear. You don't sh- say that's I show wish John was here. He needed that message. Oh, surely she sure missed it. She sure needed that. Wow. Everybody needed but you. That's not a teachable spirit. Number, number four, uh, 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 the means by which we grow is assembling with other believers to learn sound doctrine. That's why you're here the first Sunday of this new year. The sound doctrine. You assemble yourselves. There are Bible study fellowship groups. There are discipleship groups. And there are all kinds of women, men groups and women's group or early morning breakfast groups and people assembling themselves together for the purpose of growth. And then we come together on the Lord's day, as the scripture says, so that we can learn the word of God collectively in the house of God, assembling ourselves together to learn sound doctrine, sound doctrine. I don't rush my preaching because there's too much hell and folk to be rushing. People, sometimes people say, you know, you preach a little long. And I said, well, how long is long? That's right. You can't preach hell out of folk with a 10-minute message. Some surgeries last three and four and six hours because the need for that surgery to be that long has to be that long in order for that surgery to accomplish its design purpose. Watch a three-hour movie. And then choke on a 30 minute, 45. Some people say I preach 50 minutes. I don't know about that. But if I do, that's good. It's amazing. We have praise dancers all over the place. Just dancing. Squash sings. And, and then they, they go at it again and again. And folks be, oh, oh, oh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They go, they go another course, another course. And all of a sudden, I go past 30, you know. Don't put me on a clock. Matter of fact, if you say amen and look excited, it, it may, 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 move me, may move me to be a little shorter. Sound doctrine. You know what? You know what? The means by which we grow is difficult circumstances. Ooh-wee. You know what I just said? Difficult circumstances. Sometimes God puts His thumb on you and then mash you. You know, and when He begin to mash you, you holler, "Ouch! Ooh! Ah! Ooh! Ooh! God! Oh!" He, because as long as you out there just foot loose and fancy free and he gets tired of you, she said, I'm going to wheel that rascal in. I'm tired of that guy. He's, he's, he's making me about sick. Or she's just out there so far from me and he just said, well, I'm going to just disturb their comfort zone. I'm going to put the squeeze on them. I'm going to bear hug love them. 
You got, I never said that. I'm a bear hug lover. I'm going to love them with my bear hug, but I'm going to hug them so tight, I'm going to squeeze all the world out of them. I'm going to squeeze the anger out. I'm going to squeeze the stuff out of them so that they can be all that I want them to be. The things that intrude in our lives, we would not dare ask God for. So God allows them to happen in order to do something great for you in the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, how many of you all been sick and God raised you up? You've been through a surgery, you've been through some kind of sickness, or you've been through an accident, or you've been through a fall or something. How many of you have been there? You've been in a hospital, intensive care, you've been on anesthesia. I have to raise your hand, just hold it up a little bit. Why? A little bit. I just want to say, just wave your hand a little bit. If you've been sick or you had the flu, you had any of those stuff, any of that stuff. All right, now, put your hands down. Why did God raise you up? He didn't raise you up for you to do your own thing. He raised you up in order that you would glorify him, that you would praise him, that you would honor him, and that you would give him more of your life to the glory of God. Huh? Number seven. Why can't we do those things that are exceedingly abundantly, abundantly above all we ask or think? Number seven. I'm sorry, no, well, whatever it is now, whatever it is, just principle, okay? Because they serve in the flesh, huh? They, because they serve in the flesh and in their own strength. They serve in the flesh and in their own strength. John 15, 5b says, for without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of his strength. And you can, you can do a good thing in the flesh, but you'll not, you'll not ever be able to maximize yourself to the glory of God in the flesh. Because the flesh inherently has its limitations. Okay? Alright? Why is it? That we can't soar because of their lack of faith. Their, their unbelief and doubt severely limits and restricts their potential for God. Because of a lack of faith. In other words, your, your unbelief and your doubt severely limits and restricts God's potential in your life. Romans 4, 20 and 21, a verse that I just love, it says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened by faith, giving glory to God. You give glory to God by your faith and being fully convinced that what he has promised, he was able also to perform. When your faith does not waver and you believe God against all odds, you glorify God and he begins to do great and wondrous things through you. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. It is by faith. We come to Christ by what? Faith. We live by faith. We die in the faith. It's a faith walk. And not faith just talking. Why is it that we can't soar? Because of your lack of discipline. An undisciplined life will keep you at ground level. 
1 Corinthians 9.27 says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. That's what Paul is saying. He says he keeps himself under, he buffets his body. He he keeps his body in check. He doesn't let his flesh get away from him. Hebrews 12.1b says, Let us lay aside every weight, says Hebrews 12.1b, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. You know what they're saying? You cannot soar to your God-given potential until you get rid of some things that weigh you down, keep you from running the race, keep you from persevering. What are some of the things that you have allowed to get away from you? It's the spirit of tardiness. You come to church late. Go to Sunday school class late. You know? Uh, it's the spirit of tardiness. Uh, it's, 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 it's loving sleep. You have to discipline yourself to get up. You know, to get up. You know, I, you know, I, I went to bed studying this message. I mean, I've been working on this message all the way through when I was in Houston last week, working on this message. And do you know, I worked on this message until 11 o'clock last night. Then God woke me up at four o'clock in the morning and I worked on this message till about six o'clock this morning. Then I laid back down for an hour and a half. Then I came here this morning and I worked on this message some more because I never get through working on a message. You, you know, you said that's a lot. You know why? I want to get it right and I want to cut it straight because your lives are hanging in the balance and I can ill afford to say it wrong. So, so you know what? What's keeping us down is the spirit of sleep. You got to know how to get up and stop hitting the snooze button. Leave the snooze alone. I don't even know what my snooze button is. Uh, you know what keeps you down? Laziness. You know what keeps you down? Another way keep you from running and from God doing those things that are abundantly above all you can ask or think is your inability to follow through. Everything you start, you, you, you end up stopping. You stop in your education. You leave that room still unpainted. The garage is still not done. The book is still unread. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? Everything, just about everything you start, you find somehow you never follow through. You need to make sure, you know what, whatever I set my heart to do, I'm going to make sure I complete it and I'm not going to be satisfied until it's brought to completion. Uh, what, what, what slows you down? It's addictions, drugs and alcohol and all of these things. Addictions to technology and television. Your attitude weighs you down and keep you from doing those things that are extraordinarily above those things we can ask or think. It is anger that keeps us down. You know, we had a wonderful New Year's Eve service. Didn't we have a wonderful New Year's Eve service? It was fabulous. And you, you ought to see how many people came up here New Year's Eve night, not wanting to bring that old baggage into a new year. And I've heard over and over through that long line. That line went from back there. I'm not, if you, if you were here, you know, raise your hand if you were here. You can tell them that line went from way over there to way down there. And folks started confessing. And the theme was anger. Bitterness, grudge, rebellion, disobedience, and I would anger, 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 bitterness, 
grudge, and it's choking the very life out of you. It's rebellion, it's ignorance. What's keeping you from run, running the race is relationships. Some of you need to turn loose some relationship that's been a drag on your life even up to this point. And you, 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 you're so interwoven into those relationships until you're afraid to cut them loose because of the consequences. Well, you might think you owe them. Listen, you don't owe anybody but God. Nobody should put that kind of stronghold on you. Uh, the spirit of idolatry will keep you from running the race. You worship so many things and so many things have stolen your affections uh, instead of having affection for God. You know what keep you from soaring and being all that God has called you to be? It's a divided allegiance because of a divided allegiance. You cannot have two masters and expect to achieve greatness in the kingdom. A divided allegiance keep you from being all that God intends you to be. You have to make up your mind to follow Jesus. Joshua 24, 15. I love it. Matter of fact, I want you to find every one of these verses. I'm almost done. Find every one of these verses. Joshua 24, 15. Okay? Joshua 24, 15. When you find it, say amen. Oh, that's one or two. Okay. Keep turning. Turn, 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 turn. Turn, turn, turn. Turn. Joshua 24, 15. If you have it by now, say amen. That's a little bit better. Some of y'all. Okay. That's why we do the books in the morning. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God does not want nor did he create us to live limited lives. We should never underestimate our potential or the power of God within us. He gives us everything we need to grow in and through Him. As Pastor Rander shared with us today, we grow through the Word of God, through prayer, through a teachable spirit, through assembling with other believers to learn sound doctrine, and through difficult circumstances. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.